I answer some tough questions about the onion architecture. Hi, my name is Eric Normand, and these are my thoughts on functional programming. This is season two, and I hope to up the production quality that I had in the last season. So just let's just get right into it. Um, a few episodes back, I introduced something that's called the onion architecture. I introduced it, meaning I explained it. And uh, just real quick, the onion, onion architecture is a layered architecture where you have your core domain implemented in a functional way in the middle. Then around that, like an onion, it's layers like an onion, around that you have your business rules, also functional. And then finally, the last layer is this interaction layer. And this is the layer where all the actions happen. This is the layer that talks to the database. It gets web requests. It makes other API calls. And uh, this is a, a, an architectural pattern that uh, you can use to uh, have a functional style architecture. And after I posted that, I got a, a lot of variations on the same question, which is how do I, how do I make decisions that in my domain model that then result in taking different actions in the outer layer? So the idea is if you weren't going to architect this, let's say you just had a very basic straightforward implementation you and you and it's kind of imperative uh, you would like make an API call and based on the results of that you make some decision and then you either call API a or you call API B and that's the end right so the the logic of what you do is mixed in with the actions that you take okay uh, how do you extract that out into something that you can uh, call an onion architecture? Right. So that is that is the real question that that people have, and I have to say uh, I got a couple of examples of what people wanted to turn into an onion architecture, and the, my first thought was this is a little too, there's not enough logic in it. There's not enough business rules. There's not enough domain in it to really warrant uh, coming up with different layers. But then I thought, no, these are just simple examples that they're giving. And so let's do, let's do it right. All right, so here's an example that someone gave me. Um, oh, I should look up the, the name so I can reference them. Right, this is Andrew. Andrew, thanks for the question. All right, so in, in his example, uh, you are implementing a, a web endpoint, and this endpoint has to get... Uh, some it's a it's for um, 
albums, music albums, just information about music albums. And in the endpoint, you want to include images of the artists who worked on the album. And there's some some constraints, like you, you need to have uh, as many images as you can, up to five, uh, things, you know, things like that. And the problem is there's a lot of logic about, for instance, if there's more than one artist on the album. So it's a compilation CD and you have a song from this artist and a song from that artist and a song from that artist. You want to have one image from each artist, not five of the first person, right? So the, the rules are based on, you know, you read the thing in from the database, you make some decisions about where to get these images from, and then, then you go and you, you find them, you do another database query to get the images, and then you put them together into like a JSON and you send it back. All right, so this is an example of something that on the surface, if this were if this were the real thing that I was implementing, I probably would put all of that logic right in the outer layer because it's not that much. It's like the logic is something like, is it is it greater than five images, <laughs> right? And then that's there's not much more to it. Um, but but I'm going to. I'm going to run with it and I'm going to turn it just as an exercise to explain it. I'm going to turn this into an onion architecture. So the first thing I would do is I would figure out. Okay. So here, I'm trying to explain this in audio that less than five or greater than five, whatever it turns out to be, you could consider that a domain or sorry, a business rule. Okay. The business rule is a valid artist or a valid album response has at least five images, something like that. That could be the expression in English of your rule. And so then in your, in your business logic, you have a function called valid uh, album response. And one of the, you know, it could be true, false, or it could be something like true and then return, uh, or a list of problems. Okay. Now this is, this is convoluting it, right? Cause the rules aren't that complicated, but if you did have a lot of rules that you needed to apply, this thing could tell you all of the problems. Right. And now these are business rules, right? But maybe those, uh, you know, what is the domain here? What is the domain is the domain album information, uh, and like where to get images about, um, different artists, you know, that, I think that's kind of stretching it. Um, but you could consider something like that, like, uh, album information, um, the repositories of, of images, uh, of artist information, that kind of thing. And so if you have a an error in the business rule layer that says not enough images, then that kicks off at the outer layer, a thing that says, well, if I get 
If I have not enough images, here's how I, how I rectify that. Okay. Now, again, I wouldn't do it this way because that's such a very small bit of logic, right? There's not much of a domain to build up there. There's not much material there to work with, but you could imagine if, if the domain were more, uh, more convoluted, like a, a real world domain would be, uh, that you would have this, this sort of business rule layer that could decide, is this, is this something I can respond with? And if not, what are all the problems? And so then your outer layer knows how to rectify those problems by, you know, asking the APIs or the databases of images, etc. how to do that. Okay. So it's, uh, I want to, I want to say something like this is when you do architecture, you're taking on a, there's a trade-off. You're adding complexity at the beginning. It's a known complexity. So it's a known cost. This is how we're going to do our architecture. This is how we're going to structure our work, you know, our code. Um, this is the, the patterns that we're going to use, but then you get a benefit and depending on how much code is going to fit into that architecture, you're going to get a different benefit. So with a very simple system, it's probably not worth architecting. Just to be honest, like if it could just be, uh, an imperative, you know, fetch this, look at the response. If it's good enough, send it. Otherwise add more images like that. That to me is, is, it's not even like that much code to write that. But at some point, uh, as your system grows, you're going to think, okay, I need some kind of organizing principle to, to make this less painful, less of a mess. And once you're at that point, that's where architecture comes in. And, uh, so this is, this is a, a valuable way to architect it because what happens is like, let's imagine your code was really long and it was 200 lines to make this response and you're making web requests and then you're doing all sorts of inline calculations and, and, and then you're making another request like somewhere in the middle, you're going to wish that you had it in pieces. And then where do you put those pieces and how do you cut those pieces up? Those are, those are the architectural questions. So just to recap, the onion architecture is saying you want three broad layers, the domain layer. So this is, where you encode the problem domain, but without any of your own businesses, uh, policies and, and, um, uh, you know, rules and regulations that your business imposes, right? So your business might say, um, we only deal with, well, you know, let's say, the albums we deal with are only like swing albums from the 1950s. Okay. That might be a business rule, but that doesn't mean that your domain has to know about that. Right. Especially since 
well, what if the business expands? And now you have all this code that you can't use because it's all assuming swing from the 1950s. It's a silly example, but you, I, I hope the point is clear. Um, so that's your domain code. It's how do we see the problem without any influence about like practical business things. And then you have your business rules, which are things like, uh, oh, we, we kind of want to return five images, um, in our, in our response, or you can only, um, uh, I mean, I'm trying to come up with business rules that make sense in this domain, but anyway, there's, there's business rules that are like almost proprietary, right? Like these are the thing, this is how we run the business. And then there's this outer layer, which is simply for communicating that will query the business layer as, as sort of like a, uh, sort of like it would query a third party API, right? So it queries the database and then it asks, it takes that response and it asks the business rule layer, what should I do with this? Is this good enough? Should I return it? And so there's a little logic in the, in the application layer and the, uh, sorry, the interaction layer, but it's very much coordination. Um, it's similar to, uh, the model view controller, uh, architecture, which if you look at it, the controller is where all of the, the coordination happens, right? So the view is sending events to the controller and the controller is saying, okay, when I get that event, that means I need to call this on the model, take the result. Now it goes to this view cause it's going to change that. And so it's, it's sort of like orchestrating everything, but all the real action, all the real change and important stuff happens in the model or the view, right? The view is showing the user and the model is sort of maintaining the, the business rules and the, the consistency of the state. And it's just, the controller is just saying like, okay, I need to do these three things and then, and then send that off to the view, right? And I choose this view and then boom, it's, it's good, right? So it's, it's the, that outer layer is, is very much like that. It's saying, okay, I got this, you know, web request. Uh, I know I need to call this business rule function, which takes something that I get from the database. So I got to get the database, you know, do, query the database, ask the, the business rule layer what, it, you know, the question I have, and then it will return the answer. And then that I can use and I make another decision or I make an, you know, I branch and I either do this or I do that. And then I send off the answer. That's the idea. All right. My name is Eric Normand. Please subscribe. Uh, this is the first episode of season two. Uh, season one was very impromptu. It was me walking around, uh, holding my camera or driving around. And, you know, sometimes there would be bad audio, bad video. Uh, I'm trying to fix that. And I have here, I, I constructed this little corner of my office. That will be my, my little 
uh, recording studio. Uh, these are whiteboards. This table is also whiteboard. And so I'm looking forward to finding creative uses for that. Uh, you can contact me by email. Um, I'm eric at lispcast.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Eric Normand with a D. And just search for Eric Normand Closure on LinkedIn if you're into LinkedIn. You can follow me there too. And don't forget to subscribe, and I will see you next time. Bye.